developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. For Arden Roof Systems, there's more to your roof than just shingles. You gotta come on. Monday, baby. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Good morning, boys. Good morning. Bend over Monday. <laughs> it's here. We yeah. got Jason Bale coming up right out of the gates this morning to talk about 15-minute cities. Okay. So that, that's that's on the way. Reopen that. Let's get that can <laughs> of worms going again. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. It'll be an interesting Jimmy at the movies today. Yes. Because Jimmy watched a Cheech and Chong movie, third one, third one in a row. And um, we convinced him to get stoned. The listeners convinced him to get stoned. They did, yeah. They Because he didn't like the first two Cheech and Chongs, and people were like, it's because you're not stoned. Which you kind of makes stoned to watch Cheech and Chong, which makes total sense. It does make sense. We'll get his thoughts on it. Um, and we have a concert announcement at Seven Bells this morning with a ticket giveaway. This one is... Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. It's a bit different, right? Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe it is the anniversary of the death of Frank Zappa today. From the Harvard Media News Center, the locker room news. West Edmonton Mall had to be locked down on Saturday for about 30 minutes as officers reported uh, responded to reports of a man in with a gun inside of the mall. I guess there was a fight between a couple people. That's when the gun was pulled out. Um, it was about 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. Officers. What, what's, what, what's going on? I don't know. Officers were able to locate the men and take them into custody with no shots fired and no one injured. I sent you the video. Somebody got video of them being arrested. Yeah, and the gun getting taken. And they take the gun out. And the guys are laughing as they're getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charges are pending against one man. The lockdown only lasted about half an hour. Can I I say this, too? Because I saw that video. If if you're going to be packing heat... Should you not be wearing a sturdier pair of pants? <laughs> a proper belt, perhaps. I know That's this sounds not like proper firearm some, safety. Well, it just seemed odd <laughs> that he had it in the waistband of his of his sweatpants. Yeah, right. Like it just it just doesn't seem like I don't know. You want a good sturdy if pair gonna, of pants? If I'm going to be packing a Colt 45, I'm going to I'm rolling, rolling with heat. If I'm rolling with heat through the wall through the mall. Right? You, you, you want to make voice. sure your pants stood up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Guns maybe that's why they, Maybe that's why they saw it. Maybe a Wrangler? <laughs> so, a 501? Yeah. Maybe tie up the sweatpants? Just, like I say, it's just poor uh, firearm safety. It's just, it's These guys not, need to retake firearm safety classes. Not smart. <laughs> Welcome to the locker room. Welcome to Bend Over Mondays. Jason Bale joining us. They're doing this thing right now, the city of Edmonton, and I don't know if this is something that happens in other municipalities, but they're doing these zoning hearings, committee meetings. Bill, can you explain this? 
Uh, so the zoning bylaw renewal, is that the one you're referring to? Is that okay? But it, they had a press conference last week where they were talking specifically about 15 minute cities. And, but they're going around yeah. and, and having meetings. Uh, I guess maybe they're trying to explain away the 15 minute cities. Yeah, so the, the zoning bylaw and the 15 minute communities, they're, they're different pillars of the city plan. Okay. Uh, so they're both part of the city plan they're both supposed to work together but they're different uh pillars of the of the plan okay where did 15 minute cities come from is is it true that this is something that's happening in europe like in norway or something and um and it it seemed like a good idea it's kind of like traffic circles traffic circles seem to be working in in holland so let's is that what this is uh, I don't think this is traffic circles, uh, but it is true that 15-minute cities is a concept from multiple municipalities around the world. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, but there are other jurisdictions that are doing it. I don't know why. I think it is Holland. Where it started to look. It was one in England that people were like, they're already doing it, and they're charging you every... You only get to leave every five times a month or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the... Uh, the conspiracy word. Whole roads. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think of fifteen minute cities? So I'm concerned that they're using the term fifteen minute uh, commute, whether bike, walk, or, or uh, rolling. Uh, a fifteen minute bike is like the distance from Twenty Third Avenue to White Meadow Drive. So it's a it's a pretty good distance. It's actually a pretty good metric. But a fifteen minute walk, uh, I mean, to have a major service within a fifteen minute walk, you're looking at if you drive through your neighborhood, you you follow the bus stops. Every other bus stop will be a grocery store, and that's it's just seems excessive. So I don't think walking is what they want to do, but it's it concerns me that they're mentioning it. Okay, yeah. So the conspiracy theories revolving around fifteen minute cities it, it should be it should be said out loud that it, it might be a bit overblown, right? Uh, to a degree, yeah. The, the the concept of fifteen minute cities is actually let, let let's take the conspiracy theories out of it. They're locking everybody down. This isn't the Hunger Games. If you take it out of that conversation, it actually, in your mind, bail might be a good idea. There's good elements of it. Okay, There's things that uh, I would be hesitant about. And we don't need to get into that, but is it a little premature for the city to be at this stage with it? I don't think so. I mean, okay. the city plan is over the next 30 years or so. Okay. So it's just kind of now they're just setting up the the guiding principles of how they build towards that. Okay. But this is important, too, because this is foundational to how they get there. So... So yeah, you're zoning you're kind of on board. They, they might make mistakes, which they generally do, but you're kind of on the side of what this is, this 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 plan overall. Uh, yeah, because I I mean I'm looking at the 15 minute bike metric, which I think is a good distance because you think 15 minute walk, 15 yeah. minute bike, or 15 minute drive, vastly different distances. I think 15 minute bike is a good metric, uh, but when I look at the nodes map uh, of all the areas in the city that they want these commercial nodes, we already have those, so they're not doing anything different. So as long as they leave that intact and mm -hmm. 
then I'm I'm good with it. But with, if they move it to a 15 minute walk, I don't need a uh, a grocery store every uh, what kilometer or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be um, excessive. Okay, all right. Well, you, we cleared up a couple of things. I will say this, and I don't want to stir the I don't want to kick the hornet's nest, <laughs> but I am I'm not the full-blown conspiracy theorist, but I don't trust politicians at all. So when there is, when people are upset about something like this, I tend to pay attention because of my skeptical nature, um, because I, I do think that at some point somebody will look at these zones and go, hmm, how can we make money from these? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And politicians are number one on the types of people that you should always be skeptical of. Even <laughs> if you find one you like, it's just the nature of the job. I'll always be um, suspicious, right? Just like in a, a business deal, uh, you, you're always suspicious of the other party, right? Same kind of concept with uh, with politicians. Okay. All right. That's a good way to end this segment on Bend Over Mondays. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Locker room only on cruise. Do we have a name on this text? No. Hello. Hi. What's your name? Bert. Sorry. Bert. Ooh, I did not Rupert? hear. I did not hear you that. You kind of cut out both times when you said your name there. All right, Bert. Wow, that's unbelievable. Three <laughs> times. <laughs> your phone does not like your name. Okay, Rupert. Um, I apologize. You have no idea what 15-minute cities are? No, I've never heard the term before. Can you swing by the radio station so I can kiss you? <laughs> oh my God. What if I weren't on my way to work? Okay. okay, I swear to God, I love you. Is your last name White? No, it's Clay. Yeah, you you might be related to the White Clan at a Tabor, I, Alberta. I know what fifteen minute cities are, and that's just so a fifteen minute city concept is. You would be able to get from one end of your section of the city within. They're saying walking distance, or biking distance, or driving distance. So there's oh, wow. so super small. So yeah, fairly small sections of the city and the the idea is that they want to move forward with this concept for Edmonton and all of your essential amenities like doctors appointments um, dentists' offices, groceries, everything that you need like recreational, everything is contained in that 15-minute city. Um, so that it's accessible to that population. And what's happened is conspiracy theory theorists have gotten a hold of it, and they think it's an attempt by our governments to lock us all down. And if you leave your 15-minute area, there, there'll be charges and stuff like that. So the city of Edmonton is saying, no, 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 no. This is more of a convenience thing. It's not actually something that we're using to... You know, to create a Hunger Games scenario for... Okay, gotcha. Uh, well, it's a good idea in theory, but then if they do decide later on, oh, hey, this is convenient, everybody loves it, let's tax the hell out of it, then... Yeah, well, that's that's what... I think that's probably 
I think that's fair to be concerned about, especially when you consider that our politicians always kind of find a way, find new and creative ways to tax us, right? Oh, so, very true. So I think that's where people are coming from when when it's being questioned. But I think the concept, you're right, I think the concept of a 15-minute city is is actually not a bad idea in theory. Yeah. Sorry we didn't explain it. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, I'm a little bit sassy this morning. Thank you so much for calling and explaining. That's, I have that's, like a 45-minute drive to work, and I'm like, okay, but what is it? Like, yeah. I can't Google it because I'm driving. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, hey, we like sassy, so we appreciate it. It keeps us on our toes. Thank you, Rupert. You drive safe. <laughs> sure. The Locker Room, only on Cruise. Good morning, Cruise. Hey, morning. How are you? Good. I'm confused about this 15-minute city thing. <laughs> oh, no. Grant was like, don't bring this up. What are you going to open a can of orange Why are you doing this, Lachlan? <laughs> it's great. This is, this is how I get all my news from you boys. Oh, no. Oh. That didn't make it better. Yeah, it makes us uncomfortable. advice on life, so thank you. Yeah. Relationship advice, drinking advice. We need to stop. I haven't been to a doctor in three years. <laughs> uh, do you have a question? I'll, I'll try to answer it. I'm just wondering, I just moved out of the city, but I lived there for a long time. And I have to admit that if I'm going grocery shopping or doing just going to the liquor store, doing whatever, A&W, I didn't travel outside 15 minutes very often anyway. No, yeah, no. More, it, it's more ticket items like... What are we supposed to do with work? Again, they're not locking you down. They're what they're saying I realize, is but they're, how they're, many people live within fifteen minutes of their workplace? I oh, think a lot. Me. I think a lot more people <laughs> than you would think. Because when okay. I mean, we kind of chose specifically a place close to work. So then you moved south, I so you I wouldn't have to too. drive an hour. I did too. Yeah. What's your name? Matt. It's an involved conversation. Go see a doctor. Take care, Matt. It's like Minute at the Movies, but shorter. Jimmy, what movie did you watch on the weekend? Nice Dreams. I'm sorry I took the money. I'm sorry I took the money. Was that Pee Wee? Yeah, that was Pee Wee. Okay. So here's how we ended up with Nice Dreams starring Tommy Chung. We jumped from... Chong, Chong. Sorry. We were on Alien with Sigourney Weaver. Then we went to Tom Skerritt. Um, up in smoke. Then we went to Cheech Marin, Cheech and Chong's next movie. Then we jumped to Tommy Chong and Nice Dreams. Thoughts on the movie? Um, I wasn't as angry watching this movie as I was the previous two. Uh, it was still dumb. I still did not understand, like, understand the whole point of the movie. There was a couple of funnier spots, and they, they got funnier as the movie progressed. Um, were these the first like stoner movies? I think they were. Uh, they probably were. But the thing is about watching them is you'll never enjoy them if you're looking for a point. You kind of have to accept that there's no point to these movies. That's like trying to understand. That's how I, I I told you about the first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite. I hated it, and then I realized, oh, there is no point to it. And I rewatched it, and it's become one of my favorite movies. Like you just that's have a, to. That's, he's yeah. got a point. Yeah. He really does. There was a couple of funny spots, like when. Uh, Cheech was held down, like being choked by the barbells, and the cop, like from the very beginning till now, he's a huge stoner, and part of his, the way they portrayed his high was kind of like the way I was feeling. Oh, okay. Like, because, you know, there was a couple of parts where he was just sitting there staring, <laughs> just sitting there with a the blank 
look on his face. And I felt me doing that. Like, I was just sitting there. Like, did you um, laugh at all? No. Okay. But uh, I found myself. See, my, I get the giggles sometimes. When I found I'm, myself when very stoned, yeah. entranced. Like, I was just sitting there. <laughs> Like I my, also do that. I get my, into a trance. <laughs> my arms, my arms were heavy. Like I was just so relaxed. I was just sitting there <laughs> and just watching it. Did and, you go to sleep afterwards? Oh yeah, I like it. I had something to eat, and then oh, what did you eat? That was the other conversation we were having on the text line. I can't imagine yeah. what because everyone. Army Chris was like, "Oh, I bet he ate a whole bag of chips." And I'm like, "Jimmy doesn't eat chips. Jimmy <laughs> ate a log of head cheese." <laughs> Or 16 cans of tuna. (laughs) It was a bag of salami. (laughs) Jimmy's not the guy that's just eating like sour cream. Oh my God, that's funny. But but I was so, like, I was so stoned. I was like, wow, this is relaxed. And I just. You kind of enjoyed it? Because you're not a stoned guy. Every time you've gotten. It was like, again, it was weird. Like, I, I was. Totally with my faculties, but I was just yeah. But but I'd have a thought, and then I'd be, and then I'd go, "Hey, something shiny, yeah, and just, yeah, yeah." Because yeah. I found I was doing that with the conversation with you. So it just because you called your, me your general existence on the planet anyway. Because <laughs> when you called me and you you kept asking me the same question, I don't know, I don't know, dude. I can't do this right now. I'm I high. totally forgot he was stoned. Yeah, right? he, he was doing him. that this afternoon. And then I'm like, "What yeah. is wrong with you?" And he goes, "I'm high." <laughs> How long were you? So you were stoned for like the whole afternoon. You took yeah. ten milligrams. I took ten milligrams. <laughs> I I passed out at about three and woke up at eleven, <laughs> and then I couldn't. And then I was I was geared for sound. Like I was like wide awake. I was rested, but not all right. Ele- all right. Yeah. So would you do it again? Maybe I'll try a smaller dose and work my way up rather than just go from zero to... Because it was really quick. Like, I was starting to feel relaxed. And and then then all of a sudden, it just went, hello. And (laughs) Mark is with you on the snack. And he doesn't just eat chips. He uh, got stoned last night and made pork schnitzel. (laughs) Time now for James P. White's Monday Morning Motivation. I'm chilly, but I'm too, too old. I'm too tired. I'm too f- blind. If, if I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. Hoo-ah. Yeah. That was horrible. Great day, everyone, and thank you for listening to The Locker Room. Welcome to The Locker Room. So we just saw a story, and we'll chat with the guy in, like, in about two minutes. Mm -hmm. But one of our listeners just got taped, filmed by a news crew because... His house got hit by a meteorite. Yeah. Right? It's Doug, right? <laughs> Doug. Okay, we'll give Doug a call. We'll yeah. talk to him next. This is The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James P. White. What's his name? Doug. This is the guy that found the... the found a meteorite in his eavesdrop. Doug! Hey. Did hey, you sir. Did you find an alien rock on your house? Yeah, it was a meteorite. I heard it strike when I was folding laundry right over my head. 
and I went up on the roof and couldn't find it. Went around the house and the grass and stuff, couldn't find it. So I thought I must have ricocheted off into somebody else's yard. And months later, I was cleaning eaves trough debris and found it on my uh, roof. Get out of town! How can you yeah, tell it's, it's a, a meteorite and not just like some rock somebody threw at your house? That's what I was wondering. Well, I I witnessed an impact uh, back in 2006, and the the uh, meteorite actually went flying by me, so I ran after it and picked it up. So I was studying meteorites. Oh, and. Uh. Uh, I uh, sent a picture of the one on the roof to Chris Hurd from the U of A that looks after the meteorite collection, and he said, yeah, that's a meteorite. Uh, can you bring it down in a few days, and I want to examine it. So That's crazy. That's a cool story. Yeah. I could spend all day talking to Doug. It's really all cool. Day. I've been reading more about it. Like, I guess it's magnetic. That's kind of how they knew. Okay. So he found it on his roof, and his wife stuck magnets to it. I remember yeah. a story about a guy that chased a meteorite into the into the fields. <laughs> that was Doug. That was Doug. Grant report coming coming up. What are we dealing with? We're going to be talking about the word of the year. The locker room presents the Grant Report, brought to you by Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies, supplying the front line since 2016. Now, Grant Johnson. So it's nearing the end of the year, which means that those lists are all starting to appear. Top baby names, top songs, favorite glory hole, that sort of thing. And last week we talked about how the Merriam-Webster named Authentic as their word of the year. Well, now today... Um, Oxford University Press has released what they think the word of 2023 is. According to Oxford, their word of the year is Riz. Riz. I didn't think that was an actual word, but Riz is Oxford's word of the year for 2024. And I don't know about you, but Oxford always makes me think that they're pretty smart people running it, aren't they? And that's how they want history to remember. I said 2024, 2023. That's how they want history to remember this past year. The word Riz. So it's a Gen Z word. And Riz is defined as style, charm, or attractiveness. The ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner. So we have two words of the year now. Authentic and Riz. Three, actually. One of those could be used to define our show, the locker room. One of them would not be used for our show. And I'll let you guess which one that is. Just a tip. If you have a kid that is Gen Z who has been saying Riz and you're sick of it, to get them to stop saying it, you need to start saying it about everything. Mm, this double-double from Tim's has so much riz. You have the power to kill this word, just like you killed Facebook. <laughs> the Grant Report is brought to you by our locker room merchandise. Let's make wings cheap again. Support the movement. Join us today by buying a shirt or hat. Text us now for the link to shop. Welcome to the locker room. All right. Our um, 10 Days of Christmas auction just went up. If you go to 957cruisefm.ca, go to the events section, you'll be able to find it. We're just going to scroll through one of our feature items of the day. It launched this morning at 6 o'clock. It'll go to next Wednesday. Sorry, I got people bidding on it um, because this is kind of crazy to be auctioning off a Harley Davidson. <laughs> a brand new 2023 Harley Davidson Nightster Special. 
It's um, unbelievable. Retail value over eighteen thousand dollars. You're going to get it on a steal here. Yeah, uh, that's what always happens. Like you get some great deals on our our auctions, our online auctions. It's at twenty bucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I put a hundred, I might get this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so go check it out. Again, go to 957cruisefm.ca. There's um, there's a, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise up there. Yeah. And everybody always gets a wicked deal with these auctions. And what we'll do is every day on this show, on the locker room, we'll find an item that we like and we'll feature it for you. And it wasn't hard to pick. The 2023 Harley Davidson and Nightster. You guys want to split it? Go three ways on this? We each get a week? I don't hate that idea. <laughs> I hate the idea. I'd never be able to ride it. We'll get you a unless, side, unless we'll get it's a sidecar. Side sidecar, we'll and then the, one of us will drive you around. There you go. That would be hilarious if that was Jimmy's first vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's gorgeous, man. It is. It, I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. So when you go to the page, when you go to our page, it'll send you to the auction page. Yeah. Um, with all the information, everything you need to know. But I would register sooner than later. And if you get a minute, you'll have to check out. There's a ton of items up there. Oh, yeah. All right. Perfect time of the year. Christmas. It'll close next Wednesday. So you'll be able to get it before Christmas. Man, somebody's going to get a wicked deal on that Harley. It's a beaut. It's a beaut. Another moment with Dr. Locke. Man, people cannot give up on the on the hair loss thing, eh? Well, people want their hair back. They want to be skinny and they want a full head of hair. So, of course. Where are you at, Jimmy? Look at me. Put, put your head down. He's got a full head of hair. I, he's not losing his I'm hair. I'm not losing my hair. He'll grow gray. Yeah. Completely gray, but he's not like, losing that hair. My dad, like he had thick hair until he got your mom though. Until right? he got really sick. I have my dad's hair. Like it's the same. It's the it's the tight curls. It's gets into the afro kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant, where are you at? I'm pretty good. Yeah, thick. Pretty You're decent. not doing too bad. Yeah. I, I started to lose my hair as soon as I had a kid, and you're you're hanging on. Well, no, I saw your wedding photo. You, there was there was signs there. I had the. Um, it was starting the, to retreat. What do you call the widow's peak? The widow's peak. Yeah, it was starting to go. A yeah, bit. it was starting to retreat. But I'm telling I'm telling you right now, when the kid popped out, that's when the express train came. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! We st- we started down the path of a severe hair loss, and you didn't care. I don't care. Did I honestly, you care when it started falling out? I think there was a moment where I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I will say it was. I was twenty seven. Right. By the time I was thirty, I was losing my hair, like significant hair loss. Yeah. But I shook it off quick. I was like, "Wow, this is my life. I'll, I'll move on." My yeah. grandfather. So you get it from your mom's side. That's what they always say, but so I don't know. My yeah. mom's dad he went to the war okay and he was 17 he got in early he lied about his age mm-hmm. he goes overseas and uh, he was in the tank brigade and he lost his hair the the rumor is the story is and it might be a you know might be something we've just exaggerated over the years but a week after the war started he lost all his hair oh really like it literally fell all yeah, out I could see that and then he had like the the friar tuck thing 
just over his ears oh, yeah? until he died. <laughs> yeah. I love I love that like that generation held on to the little bits they had. They did. More people need to start doing that. Like, I agree. Hold I, on to the side thing and I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he never did the comb over or anything like that, but he was severely bald from a very young age. The new thing is is injecting fat from your thighs into your head. Okay. And apparently this is having like rather significant impact on baldness. I got a hard pass on this, but and I don't know if you can use like can I use somebody else's fat thigh? Probably. I'm Get a donor. Sh- Do you have to use your own? <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. It just this is something that they're experimenting with. So <laughs> they pull it out of your just below the you, cheek. I guess. I'll give you Punch some. Back I'll, in. I'll give you some of my fat. Yeah, lock. you want some Jimmy fat in your head? I no. <laughs> Don't want that. It would probably cure most of the things that ail you. That's the other You'd thing. You have to get a shunt though. <laughs> the locker room only on cruise. We're getting a new Mad Max next May, right? That's the date we have. The Furiosa. Yes. This is kind of. I was reading about it. It's kind of a prequel, right? It's a prequel to the events of Fury Road. If you tried, I was trying to read a timeline of they're like, here's kind of the timeline of Mad Max. None of it makes sense because they changed things in the movies. And like Fury Road, the Tom Hardy one, originally was written, it was supposed to be Mel Gibson. Okay. But then he was a horrible person and they kind of wrote him out of it. So then they changed it to a young Mad Max instead of an old one, which changed the timelines of it all. Okay. So then... This one says it's 45. Tom Hardy turned out to be a raging. <laughs> this one says it's 45 years after the collapse, which would mean it's like before the road war. Yeah, anyways, so it doesn't really make sense in the timeline. That doesn't and, matter, though. And it's got the Queen's Gamut person in it, right? Yes. Uh, what's Anya, her name? Anya Taylor. Anya. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. She's, she's the lead. Chris Hemsworth is in it, too. Which... I don't like. I love these movies. I, I even love the originals. Me too. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I love these movies. But I gotta tell you, I was triggered by Thor being in it. I, mm-hmm. yeah. He's done other movies than just. He's Thor. always Thor now. I can't. I can't. Jimmy, I don't know what it is because he did that. He did that military one uh, where he was essentially Thor. which I'm okay with it. But he was like the same type of character. Like he wasn't any different than Thor when he did Extraction. He didn't use a hammer. He's just a, didn't have any crystals. Yeah, in his I don't bone. know. He's <laughs> he's got to stick to superhero movies. Now. I think so. I think once you go down that path, yeah, I think it ruins. He's just not the actor that can do it, right? Yeah. That's my problem with it, is that I I don't know if he can pull it off. I hope he doesn't ruin the whole movie. Yeah. Like, Fury Road was amazing. I watched that, I think, three times in theaters. I just was like, this is an amazing movie. I'm going to watch it again. Especially in theaters, like on the big screen. I think I saw that in theaters as well. So, again, this one is... If you if you look into it like Grant said, it'll kind of frustrate you a little bit because there's no real clear idea of when this takes place. But um, so Mad Max, so Mel Gibson's character, Tom Hardy's character is not involved. Sharice Theron is now played by the Queen's Gambit 
and it's a younger version of Cherise. Yeah, she's got her arm. You know, in the in the in the Fury Road, she was, she was missing an arm. She was missing an arm. She's got both arms in this one, and yeah, even the guy that the all white guy you were saying, he's actually more than Joe. But it's in it's a younger version. So yeah. they've done a good job of connecting the story with the characters, but it's going to be a bit of a different take. Mm-hmm. Although George Miller is that guy where. Like, when you're blowing something up, he's like, we're blowing that car up. No, they actually, there was like no CGI in, yes. in the Fury Road. That's, That's what made it so great. I'm so excited about this because mm-hmm. he's kind of that old school guy, right? So you're, he's the kind of guy where if you sign up for a movie, there's a good chance you're going to die. <laughs> right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, coming out in May. Looking, looking forward to that one. Three, two, the locker rooms. Jimmy at the movies. I shall call him Minnie. It's like minute at the movies, but shorter. This will be the last movie of the year for you, Jimmy. Yeah. So I think we have to do a Christmas movie. So I'm kind of stepping in here and I'm not letting like a bunch of requests come in. Okay. Because we wanted to do a Christmas music to wrap our Christmas movie to wrap up the year, right? Obviously, yeah. And we have a connection from Tommy Chong, Nice Dreams. To Paul Ruman, Pee Wee Herman, who was in Nice Dreams. He was also in The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. So I thought oh, that, you know that would... who he plays? He plays Locke. <laughs> he plays Lachlan? Locke. Yeah. <laughs> in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, you know yeah. what? I've never seen that. Oh, really? That's a classic. Okay. That's a classic. Yeah. And I know you've never seen that. It's been a long time, but I did see it in the theater, but I can't remember most of it. Okay. Who's the guy behind those? Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, He's he, weird. Yeah, he he wrote that one. He didn't direct it, but he kind of created the story. And, okay. All yeah. right. So there we go. That's what we're wrapping up with. The Nightmare Before Christmas with Jimmy at the Movies. We actually had somebody earlier, Kevin, suggest an idea for 2024 because it's Jimmy's 50th birthday next year. And I actually went back and counted how many movies we've done. With this one, Jimmy will have reviewed 49 movies. We could actually go back to 1974 and work our way through the years and pick like one of the better movies from every year leading up to the current yeah, to 2024. So start when Jimmy was born and then work all our, our way all the way up. I don't hate that idea. Jimmy's that could be a really interesting way to do it. Yeah. Plus, it kind of makes Jimmy's 50th birthday a year-round celebration <laughs> as we count down to his 50th. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're going to do. Thank you, Kevin. So Jimmy at the movies is going to go from six degrees of separation to... Um, an odyssey in in the life of Jimmy. Yeah. There you go. Welcome to the locker room. We are calling Thomas the Peace Officer. We have worked with him for the last six years. Morning, boys. On a thing called Stuff a Cruiser. This year, a wrench was thrown into it. We don't need to get into the details, but somebody didn't want us to be involved with your version of it. So we did our own version of it, and it's kind of working out because as a result of someone's pettiness, we're raising even more (laughs) donations for the Edmonton Food Bank. So 
awesome to hear, gentlemen. I love hearing that. <laughs> uh, you guys been working on it, so I wanted to touch base and find out how you guys did on your end with stuff a cruiser because you guys did this last week. You um, you went out three days. You did the Sabon food locations, and you guys had another very successful year. Um, we did a total of three thousand six hundred and eighty-one pounds of food. Nice. And then actually well on the uh, on the on the Thursday that we were out, uh, we actually had to borrow another one of my coworkers' uh, work trucks because our pickup truck was full. That's fantastic, Thomas. Yeah, I think we were uh, just almost nineteen hundred pounds that day. So it was, there was a lot. You know what? It's good to see because things are tight right now. Food Bank is being just absolutely, they're seeing demand and flow through the Edmonton Food Bank like never before, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So we need more causes like this. Your Stuff a Cruiser was very successful. Our Stuff a Cruiser is rolling nicely. We got a bunch of boxes already full here in the control room, and everybody that drops off a donation until 5 o'clock business. If you hear us on, we actually mm-hmm. had uh, dad. And, and his daughter drop off some stuff not too long ago, Thomas. But if you're uh, driving around listening to the locker room, pop in, cash, food donation, whatever. We'll put you in the draw for the Metallica tickets, which is the weekend passes, which we'll give away on Friday at 9 a.m. You're going to come down and do the draw with us, bud? Yes, I am. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. All right. Well, congratulations. I'm glad things went well last week for you guys. No, thank you very much, gentlemen. I'm really happy that things are going well for you guys, too. Let's uh, let's see how much you guys can you guys can get for donations. Get your butts down to Cruise FM and put a can of soup or something in the box. Well put. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Have a good day, boys. We'll see you on Friday, man. This is Show Local. Some love. We have Dale from Jeff's Auto Glass on with us again. Welcome back, Dale. Hello. How are you folks doing? Very doing, good. Doing good. Dale, you guys have made some changes since the last time we talked to you. A big move. Where is Jeff's Auto Glass located now? Yeah, correct. We did move, but we're actually wasn't a wasn't a big move. We're in the same building complex. Uh, we're at one five zero one five one hundred eighteenth Ave. We're just about four, uh, three doors down from where we were. So new location, same great service, and I noticed that you get you can get a quote if you go online for a replacement uh, windshield, right? Yep, correct. Uh, we you can go online. You can get a quote for your uh, windshield. You can call us to get a quote, or you can come in and get a quote. Either way, no matter how you do it, we'll uh, make sure you get uh, what you're looking for. Can you tell us about the uh, Gift a Windshield program? Yeah, uh, so basically uh, we've got a program where you can buy somebody a uh, gift certificate uh, that will go toward the installation of a windshield for, for a loved one or a friend or whatever. You know, if you see somebody who's got that particularly uh, cracked Alberta windshield, you can uh, <laughs> you can give them a gift of a new windshield for Christmas or birthdays or anything like that. And at Jeff's Auto Glass, you handle all makes and models. You'll even replace sunroofs? Yeah, so basically we, we look after all makes and models, including the uh, big tractor-trailer trucks and uh, that type of stuff. As far as sunroofs goes, yeah, we uh, we look after trying to uh, install used or new sunroofs, depending on the client's taste. Okay. Uh, yeah, so if we can find a used one and that's what a customer prefers, we'll do that. If they want a new one, we'll get one from the dealer and we'll put that in. Jeff's Auto Glass has been around since 1983, and you're also very proud of the fact that it's been a family-owned business right from day one. One of the things that we were talking about on the show, Dale, was that winter's coming up, and people have to start thinking about preparing their vehicle for winter. It's probably not a bad idea to get that that Alberta windshield replaced before winter, before the major shifts in the in the temperature 
Is, is that is that a thing? Actually, to be honest, you can install a new windshield at any time of the okay. year. Uh, winter doesn't stop. Uh, we can we can do it at any point at any time. Uh, now, if you decide you want to wait for spring or or do it in the fall before winter, that's fine too. It's a, really a customer's preference. Where should we send people for more information? Yeah, you can uh, you can send them to Jeff's Autoglass, uh, our website, or you can uh, get them to give our uh, uh, office a call. It's it's really whatever somebody's more comfortable with. Our phone number is seven eight zero four five one five seven two seven. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Makes you seem pretty put together by comparison, hey? Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM. Brought to you by Arden Roof Systems.